In the tech circles of today's media industry, it's common to hear discussions around intelligent paywalls and dynamic paywalls. But while these buzzwords have become routine, the two often get confused. This raises the question, are these two names describing the same thing? To answer that, we first need to understand other types of paywalls that came before them. The historic paywalls. For the first decade or so of mainstream digital news and other media services, paywalls were typically built in one of three ways. One, hard paywalls, where all content is behind the wall. Two, freemium, where premium content is behind the wall and lower value content is public. And three, metered paywalls, where limited content consumption is permitted before a paywall is dropped. While these three approaches can work for some businesses, it's worth assessing them in more detail to understand their weaknesses and the need for more advanced solutions. A hard paywall sends the unambiguous message that the product is premium and high value. However, for a consumer who has never experienced the brand's content, it's hard to foster engagement before subscription. The propensity to buy is entirely driven by brand and reputation. This is the polar opposite of the purely ad-funded approach where the perception of content value diminishes greatly. Freemium tries to solve the engagement problem above by giving access to selected pieces of content so that the consumer can get a taste for the publication. However, in most cases, the freemium model either isn't appropriate for media businesses or has been poorly implemented. This is due to the fact that typically the highest value content is behind the paywall. That means the taste a non-subscriber gets of content is of the lowest value and doesn't create the strongest first impressions. And finally, metered paywalls, which are the predominant model for digital news and periodicals today, are another attempt at trading off some value perception for more top of funnel engagement. In this case, the meter is used as a proxy for engagement. If a subscriber has used up their meter, the publisher considers them engaged and shows them a paywall. If a subscriber has consumed less content than the meter limit, they are considered unengaged and given more content. The theory is good, but it can still be improved. The rise of intelligent paywalls. Early generations of the meter can often be considered far too blunt. A publication might settle on 10 free articles per month, but why 10 and why monthly? As split testing and data-driven product management practices became more widely adopted, there was a push across the industry to discover the best meter configuration. But pretty quickly, it became clear that this exercise was doomed to failure because in fact there is no best meter configuration. The optimal meter differs from one consumer to the next. This is where intelligent paywalls come in. Today, in the age of commoditized machine learning, many publishers that talk about intelligent paywalls are referring to using artificial intelligence to choose the best meter limit for each visitor. Machine learning is used to score a visitor's propensity to buy, segmenting the visitor into high propensity and low propensity buckets and sending them along a journey to match. Low propensity visitors get 10 free articles while high propensity visitors get only two. This is a far more effective meter for converting users based on their individual preferences. But the question we should ask now is, why optimize a meter at all? The meter brought a solution to yesterday's technical limitations. It was always a proxy to engagement, 
used because the industry didn't have any better tools of accurately measuring engagement. Consider the journey a meter drives. You have a free article, which leads to free article number two, and then free article number three, and so on. Then you have meter paywall one, which leads to meter paywall two. Let's imagine for a moment that for a single visitor, at a single moment in time, there exists an optimum journey. It is possible that that journey might start with a paywall instead. For example, paywall one, which then leads to the first free article, which then leads to paywall two, followed by another free article, and finally paywall three. It certainly seems like that could be a feasible subscriber journey. It establishes the perception of value and it nurtures the visitor with free content. But it could never be described through the paradigm of a meter. So even with intelligent paywalls that route through to a meter, publishers are still placing limitations on the journeys they can serve. And hence, there is a ceiling on how close to optimal they can get. Stepping up into dynamic paywalls. There are a few media companies who have been able to break out of the meter trap. These businesses have built what can be considered as truly dynamic paywalls. To be dynamic, these systems must make real-time decisions about every interaction. The decision for one page view is not driven by the segment the visitor was put in last night, nor the meter they consumed five days ago. Live consumption information, user state, context, content metadata and machine learning results are all assessed each and every time. Using machine learning in these kinds of decisions means a paywall can be both dynamic and intelligent, and this is likely the future of effective subscriber journeys. Ultimately, all these advances boil down to one key takeaway. Build a system that is optimised for customers and their value perception, not optimised for a meter or a model. Taking an audience-first approach is what will continue to drive innovation in the industry. Thanks for listening to Intelligent Paywalls and Dynamic Paywalls, The Similarities and Crucial Differences.